Welcome to the latest podcast of Sunrise Nation. This is Paolo Russo, and I'll soon be joined by my co-host, Lucas Agenti, where we'll be interviewing Martina Ortiz-Luis. Welcome to the latest podcast of Sunrise Nation. Uh, this is myself, Paolo Russo, and I have Lucas Agenti. And I would like to introduce a very special guest this evening, Martina Ortiz-Louise. Welcome, Martina. Well, thank you for having me. No, it's great, great having you. Um, how have you been doing with this quarantine, and what activities have you been doing to kind of pass your time? Um, I've been trying to write more songs, and I've been cooking more, baking more, and, you know, working out, and definitely spending lots of time with my family and with my dog. So it's and that sounds honestly, that sounds about right. Sounds about what I'm saying. Yeah. I can honestly say I tried cooking too. I, I don't think it turned out too well, but uh, I tried. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I learned a uh, very interesting chili recipe that I started to apply over the last few months, and it's come out really well. I've got the thumbs up, so I must be doing something right. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> what, uh, what, what does normal look like for you, Martina? You know, I like pre-COVID, what, what was your almost everyday life, your, you know, your normal activities? Oh, that's, my normal activities were probably, they were, they were all over the place. I mean, I, um, I was going to U of T and then, you know, I was performing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where did, where did I stop like where did you stop you were kind of just starting into what your normal activities were and you were discussing oh. uh, <laughs> you said you were going to U of T. I don't know if you want yeah. to start there again okay so um yeah so I was I was going to school I was going to U of T and I was singing for the Leafs pretty much every other night for all their home games and then I I was performing all over the GTA for all these other um gigs and then I got this I landed a role in a TV series and then I started filming out in Calgary so and I I was in the recording studio so my norm was all over the place and so right now I kind of feel like oh what's happening like I want to be outside and doing things but it is what it is <laughs> so without going too in depth um do you want to just kind of let our listeners know, you know, how you got into your music career and kind of at what age did you start? Um, okay, without going into too much detail, because otherwise I'd be starting at the very beginning. <laughs> um, um, well, I pretty much started singing uh, ever since. Um, and my parents noticed that, you know, I could carry a tune and so... They put me in formal voice lessons when I was about three years old. And then I started joining competitions and festivals around the age of four. And that's pretty much when everything started. And that's when I started performing pretty much everywhere. Excellent, excellent. And, you know, you mentioned these competitions. What is your most fondest memory of those competitions as you were growing up? Um, so this one's kind of one of my favorite. Uh, moments when I was uh, young I performed well I joined this competition here in York Region called the York Region Talent Search and it was held at Newmarket Theatre and um, 
I won first place in the 12 and under category. I was five years old and, um, (laughs) and my whole family was there watching like my parents, my, my grandparents, my cousins who, who I grew up with, who were pretty much like my older brothers, they were there. And when they announced my name, like they all went crazy. And it was really funny because, um, uh, there's this one picture that I have like taken out of the newspaper and it's of my grandparents like holding me up. Um, and yeah, it was crazy cause they put me in like the papers and everything. And it was a little embarrassing at the time cause I was five and I was like, what is this? But, um, looking back at it, it was, it was, it was very cute. Yeah. I can imagine until I at five years old, I don't think I was doing anything close to that. So, <laughs> um, but it's crazy because obviously we, we have to look at your bio because you do have a website um, and we want to know a little bit more about you. Uh, And there was just, there was so much, so much information. Um, And I guess I want to start with at the age 11, if if you can just maybe explain to the listeners what world vision is and uh, how you became the youth ambassador for that. Uh, Well, world vision is a Christian organization and they help communities become sustainable. They help children go to education and, and stuff like that. And basically what happened was, um, when I was 11, I was part of this concert. Like I had pretty much my own concert, um, that was divided amongst me and this and two other young girls and, uh, world vision some of the proceeds were going to world vision. And so they had some representatives there and I guess, I don't know, I guess they enjoyed how I communicated with the audience and how I connected um, with them. So they contacted me and asked if I could become a youth ambassador. So um, yeah. So at that time I, I went to some of their events and I spoke and performed at some of their events and um, I wrote their Christmas jingle when I was 13 and they took me on tour across Canada and I even got to see, actually go to and see one of the villages that they helped become sustainable in the Philippines and I think that was that was when I was 12. So yeah, they hold a special place in my heart, World Vision. <laughs> It sounds like it. Honestly, that is, that is incredibly cool. Are you still working with them, or? Um, not directly, no. But um, I do keep in contact with them and the people that I worked with there. And uh, yeah, I have a good relationship with them. And they're 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 an organization that my family and self and myself still support. And yeah. Right on. You, I know you mentioned there a little bit in your response about the uh, the Christmas jingle. So I guess that was for World Vision. Uh, yes. I assume mm. that was like your first, you know, taste of professionalism <laughs> and you know, singing and whatnot. What was that like? How'd you get that opportunity? Um. So basically, when I was when I was twelve, I actually wrote this song called True Friends, and I released that when I was yeah when I was when I was twelve, and um. At that time, we were like, okay, all the proceeds will be going to World Vision. And they were like, oh, this is a great song. You wrote this yourself. And I was like, yeah. And they said, um, in August, in August, they call me up and they're like, listen, we have a Christmas gift catalog that we need to um, advertise. And we need, and we would like you to write a jingle for it. So I'm a 13-year-old kid sitting at home, you know, in the middle of summer, and I'm listening to all these Christmas songs, and I'm, like, trying to get into the, the spirit of Christmas. And then, um, yeah, and then I, I ended up writing that. 
Excellent, excellent. So we'll kind of now very slowly pivot to, you know, your time now with the Maple Leafs. Um, before we even go into that, have you always been a sports fan? And growing up, what is your most favorite sports memory? Oh, this is a really hard one. Um, so, yeah, my my whole family, uh, we just love watching sports and we support all the Toronto teams, you know. And um, especially now, we have very emotional attachments to um the Toronto teams and growing up personally, you know, we always watched sports. Well, we had, we always had like something on the TV and I guess, um, some of my most memorable moments of watching sports has to be like watching the Jays in 2015, you know? And, um, I think it was like 2014, 2015, not exactly sure, but I just remember like we would be all at the TV, just like, and um and of course last year when the raptors won um it happened to be that when they won i ran to young and dundas square and at exactly midnight it was my birthday so it was like it was like this whole thing and i was like yeah Yeah. (laughs) what a time Um, to be alive yeah and and you know now especially i pretty much grew up with the leafs if you really think about it like i started when i was 15 i'm now 19 and so i've been with them for four years now so definitely um seeing them go through their playoff journeys has been very memorable for me as well excellent excellent now you mentioned all this excitement about the sports you know we just saw your face light up when we mentioned sports did that impact (laughs) your decision at all to audition for the maple leafs anthem role and how did that come about well i mean of course it did because you know like the teams playing for toronto being able to sing for people of Toronto feels feels great, and that opportunity to be able to sing for the city and and for sports fans all over is very special. And um, sorry, did you ask me how how yeah, it how, happened? Yeah, how you landed the role as well? <laughs> okay, so basically, <laughs> what happened was, you know, going into their 100th season, they were looking for a full time anthem singer for um, the centennial season. And um, a lot of friends and family were, you know, telling me you should try out, you should try out. And um, it was really funny because they, they held these auditions in August. And actually right before, like the night before, me and my parents almost forgot about it. And we looked up like, oh, my God, what, what time are these auditions at? And we see 8 a.m. And we're like, oh, my God, so we got to wake up early tomorrow. And we actually wanted to be there early, like just in case um, – there were a lot of people so we actually got to the arena at 7 30 and remember the auditions were to start at 8 so we were there at 7 30 and there was already a line forming outside gate one wow. it was pretty crazy and um yeah so i went through a few rounds of of that and it was a little it was a little nerve-wracking because there were a lot of um other professional singers there that have been on rotation for the leaps and the raptors and the jays and the marlies and so you know i was like this little 15 year old girl and i was like oh my god i i these people like i know them this is crazy um but you know a few weeks later we got the call that um saying that i got the gig and so yeah that was really exciting (laughs) and what, what was that like right you know when you got the call who called you uh, I assume it was some some talent director of the Maple Leafs. I, I have no idea how that would work, but you know, what, yeah. was, what were the feelings um, like there, and and what was it like being 15 years old and, and beating out all these adults? 
I mean, um, it was pretty crazy. I don't remember who exactly called. Well, they called my mom because at the time I was, I was a minor. So they called my mom. Right. And, you know, actually, like, I'm pretty sure I was, like, in the bathroom or something. <laughs> and she's just, like, she puts down the phone and, like, I just hear my parents, like, screaming. And I'm like, what's happening? What's happening? And, um, yeah, and they told me that I got it. And, and yeah. Wow, that's amazing. What a feeling that must have been. <laughs> oh, it was incredible. It was incredible. So what was what was that feeling like in comparison to finally getting the opportunity to sing the national anthem in Halifax at the first preseason game? Um, yeah, that was really surreal. I was like, wow, this is really crazy. Like a hockey team wants to fly out a musician to Halifax to sing for them. And I was like, and it was, it was, it was really, it was actually really cool because, um, I was staying at the same hotel as, you know, all the Leafs alumni and stuff. And, um, <laughs> and so like, it was really funny cause we were, we were ready to check into the hotel and, um, Doug Gilmore just came out of the elevator and me and my dad both just like froze and we were like, <laughs> my God. And, um, yeah, it was really, it was really crazy. Like definitely stepping out onto the ice that first night in Halifax was, it was, it was pretty cool. And yeah. Can you compare that to your first time in the ACC in front of all of the <laughs> nation? That was, that was, that night has to be one of my favorite moments of my entire life ever. Um, it was just like the, the energy was surreal and the atmosphere and the fans and, um, it was just like everything and it, was, it just feels like everything was so perfect about that night. You know, it was like they were facing Boston and it was, you know, the hundred season and everything just came together so well. And it was, it was definitely a little bit emotional for me as well. So <laughs> yeah, I can genuinely only imagine that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess you kind of mentioned there, it seems like the first night you sang uh, the national anthem at the FC might've been one of your most memorable moments, but is there anything else from that? first season initially that you know might stand out or that you'll never forget I mean it I think it was like in terms of just the whole season and not necessarily like um a performance of mine um the very last regular season game of that year when we found out that we were going to the playoffs that was just a whole new feeling because at that moment, it felt so personal. And, you know, of course, it had been a few years since the Leafs um, had been to the playoffs. And I just, just I few. personally, <laughs> I personally had never gotten to witness playoff games, like, and that type of energy um, up close and in person. Excellent. So 2018 seems to be a really big year in the life of Martina. And then you kind of rode that <laughs> success into 2019. And one of the, the, you know, one of the really key um, acknowledgements was, you know, your invitation um, singing at the Canadian Walk of Fame award night. Um, how did that invitation come about and what did it feel like to get that call? Um, so 
Uh, at the time, it was actually Jeffrey Latimer, the president of the Canada's Walk of Fame, that made that happen. And, you know, I'm very grateful for what he's done. And um, it happened that they wanted a young female artist to perform a tribute to Alessia Cara and to present her with the Alan Slate Music Award. And, you know, I'm just so grateful that they chose me to be the one to do so. Excellent, excellent. You, you know, you brought up Alessia Cara. Um... Did you get a chance to meet her? What was that opportunity like for you? And is she someone that you continue to emulate and look up to? I mean, yeah, I, I presented her with the award. And so we, we were on stage together and we walked together from the stage to, it was a long walk um, from the stage to photographers and we're taking pictures and all that. Um, but I never got to actually chat with her one-on-one, -on -one, but she's definitely someone who inspires me. I mean, she's a young Canadian female artist and I really, um, like her writing and she's a great singer. So, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Um, outside of Alicia from that evening, did you meet anyone else that kind of stood out to you? Like any other role models, either singers or actors? Um, I met the tenors and they're great singers and I met, you know, NBA legend Isaiah Thomas. He was there that night. Me and wow. my dad were freaking out constantly. Um, Will Arnett was there. Um, he, he, I love him. He's great. And, but the, one of the biggest, I think for me, it was, um, meeting one of my biggest idols of all time, David Foster. Um, I got the chance to actually talk with him for a bit, and that was that was really really cool. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, so before we kind of pivot to some of your your, your new current uh, projects that you're working on, especially the release of your single No Love, um, you did mention very early on in our interview about you know some acting that you've been doing. Um, yeah. On, on the sci-fi series uh, Winona uh, Earp. How did that come about and how does that differ like how does that differ from when you prepare for say an acting role as opposed to a singing role? I know it's very similar performance, but how does that differ when you know from that from one experience to the other? Um well first of all I, I auditioned for this back in I think December, at the end of December, and I heard about it. I heard that I had been considered for the role. Um, at the beginning of January, I was sitting in a, in a lecture, actually, and I was, I got the email and I like looked down at my phone and I see the notification and I'm like, Sh I, I can't even scream in this lecture right now. <laughs> um, so, and, so yeah, and it, it's my first major acting role, um, especially in a TV series. And I think the main difference between acting and singing is when you're being filmed, you know, you can, um, if you if you mess up a line or if you make a little mistake, you can go back and do another take. Um, but when you're performing live, when you're singing live, like for the Leafs, it's like it's just one take and that's that's it. That's all you got. Um, but you know, this is you you try to minimize the amount of mistakes that you can make, though, of course, in acting. And you know, this is my since this is my first um, uh, major acting role. There's a lot that I'm still learning but um i'm just really really grateful that the main cast and crew are so supportive and helpful excellent and what do nice. you take from this experience into your music career now like what have you learned through acting that maybe it's like oh yeah you know now i can use this now i mean 
for me, I think um, acting and, and singing kind of kind of go hand in hand just because they're both uh, expressive forms of art and, and feeling and expression and stuff like that. And I just think that, you know, um, acting, being able to pursue acting as well as singing is great because I can use um, kind of like the feelings that I've learned to express through acting and put them into songs and um, create them and have them kind of resonate with other people and make people feel more things, you know what I mean? And so, right. yeah, that's what I like about um, doing both. Excellent. I have, a, I have a really tough question for you. What do you like more, acting or singing? Um, the thing is, I really do have a passion for, for both of them. And, right. um, I think it's cause singing has always come so naturally to me and it's always been kind of like my forte. So there's kind of that where it's like, um, it's comfortable, but because I'm getting older, it's also becoming slightly more uncomfortable and I'm, and I'm trying out new things and that's kind of where acting comes into play as well, where it was, it was always something that I was able to kind of do naturally as well, but um, it's only starting to pick up now, unlike my my music career. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of just like the best of both worlds, really. No, that's good to hear. And now you mentioned <laughs> getting to your music. Um, you've previously re- released songs, but you just recently released another single called No Love. <laughs> yes. Um, so if you wanted to talk a little bit about that, you know, how did you come up with the title for the song? Is there a meaning behind it? Just go off. <laughs> go off, sis. Just do Just your thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so pretty much, so I wrote this song with um, this other great writer. Her name is Ali Sue. And this producer, his name is Terrence T. Lamb. And He's worked on songs with Alessia Cara and Drake and Rihanna and, you know, he's created hits for them and he's, he's a great uh, writer as well. And we kind of just sat down in this, in this session and they were kind of, um, we just sat there for a second and they were like, so what are your thoughts on love? Like it was fully like a therapy session. <laughs> and they were like, so what do you think about love? Like what have your, how, what have your experiences been with love and all this and all that. And, um, at the time, um, a few, a couple of my best friends had gone through like the worst possible breakups, like really bad breakups. And I, I kind of, you know, I was kind of telling them like, I don't want to, I don't want to have that cause I've seen it go wrong. So like, why would I, why would I do that? Like no love for me, you know, thank you. <laughs> you know, so that's kind of where, um, where this song kind of came from and I, I tried, I kind of tried to embody the feelings that I, that I saw my friends, um, going through. And, um, so far with the release of this song, like people have been reaching out to me and they're like, you know, this song really resonates with me and these words, like they, they kind of express things that I've felt in past relationships and, or even now. And I think that's just, what's really, um, incredible about this song is that like, People have gone through it and they understand what it's all about. Right now, does this does does that song play a larger part of an upcoming album, or is it going to be a standalone single? Are you are you trying to think you know into the future more? Or is it just take it day by day? Um, well, I'm actually planning on releasing a few more singles in the coming months. 
um, got some song in my back pocket, you know, <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, hopefully um, after a couple releases of a couple singles, um, I'm looking to release yeah an EP. So wow, yeah. right on. Watch out. Well, <laughs> it'll be some more exciting times for Martina. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so what has it been like, you know, writing a song is, you know, you obviously share a lot of your own personal details and so on. Um, what has that been like in that process been like, has it been difficult for you to kind of open up and kind of share maybe some more vulnerable moments through your music? Um, what I, I don't, I don't think that I'm personally like really revealing personal details about my life. I'm, I feel like I'm mainly, um, expressing like thoughts and feelings that can that people can relate to and stuff but what I really like about going to songwriting sessions is like I said before it's kind of it's kind of like going into therapy because you're just like you walk in and you're like how am I feeling today and if you're angry about something you'll be like listen this is what's happening da -da -da -da. and same with you know no love it was kind of like I expressed things that I was seeing going on in you know my friend groups and stuff and and so yeah it's just kind of things that I feel like people, other people will be able to relate to. Excellent, you know? excellent. And you know what? Given the limitations now with COVID and a lot of things being shut down, in a normal situation, you probably would have gone on tour to promote the single or some of your upcoming singles as well. Uh, what are your plans to promote the, the music and all these other new songs that you have coming out? Um, well, for now, I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to push it on social media. And, you know, hopefully you guys and your listeners have streamed it, downloaded it, you know, added to your playlist, maybe share with your friends, you know. Um, but yeah, for now, it's mainly it's mainly just the social media type of thing, considering all the limitations. No, excellent. Well, you right know on. what, Martina, yeah. it has been a pleasure. Uh, we definitely appreciate your oh, time today. You. Uh, but one last thing before we let you go. Uh, do you mind sharing with our listeners where they can find you on social media if they aren't already and maybe where they can start catching up and following some of your new releases as well? You can find my music on Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, pretty much anywhere you like to stream or listen to music. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, um, YouTube, etc. And most importantly, <laughs> you know you're on TikTok. You're lying if you're so uh, you on know TikTok. What, you know what? Truthfully, I will say I am not on TikTok, but I somehow mm. find myself watching videos on Instagram. So um, TikTok. I'm close. Yeah. Yes, I'm close. You know what? Just just get the app. I can't. Just, I just can't. do it. It's, I can't. It's easier. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But, that's um, honestly fair. Yeah. No, excellent. And most importantly, catch me on season four of Winona Earp on Sci-Fi if you're in the States or CTV Sci-Fi if you're in Canada. Excellent. Excellent. Anything else you want to let us know? Maybe some other stuff that you might be having you're doing outside of the music that maybe we could we should know about? Uh, no, really. I think we covered it all. <laughs> excellent. Well, thanks very much, Martina, again for your time. We definitely appreciate it. And uh, we'll oh, definitely be my pleasure. We'll definitely be following you, and we'll look look for you on the ice hopefully soon, singing the national anthem again. Hopefully, fingers crossed.